You are listening to FPEA Connects, a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to episode number 95 of FPEA Connects. I am thanking you for joining us today and listening in um, by us. I'm including Sharon. Hi, Sharon. Hi, everyone. We have um, we have something fun to talk about today, and that is the secrets of gardens. A little mysterious. This is very exciting. <laughs> it is exciting. What am I going to learn today? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, I, I was thinking about gardens. It's that time of year. It's spring. And I start digging around, planting, changing things, designing things in my head. It's just that time of year. But mostly, as I was thinking about this, I was thinking about, like, you know, why... Do I like gardens so much? Why do I like flowers? And so I started thinking about to my childhood. And really, I, if I'm honest, I cannot remember a time when I didn't just love flowers. And I don't even mean like, oh, they're pretty. That's nice. I mean, I loved them. And to me, it was like I couldn't not touch them. I wanted to smell them. When I was a child, that's what I, when I want. When, if you asked me what I wanted to do when I grew up, I wanted to own a nursery when I, I was a little. a friend whose parents did own oh. one. I know. And it was like, I used to just love going there. But I think to me, they're just like, the flowers were just so almost magnificent that you felt mm-hmm. like you had to do something with them. Yeah. You know, you're looking at them and you're thinking, wow, that's just amazingly beautiful and delicate at the same mm-hmm. time. It's just, there's so many things wrapped up into it that I didn't understand then. But I knew I just didn't want to just look at them. I wanted to do something (laughs) with the flowers. And, you know, one of my memories, like early memories of um, wanting to do something with flowers and how that actually played out for me was when my grandfather came to visit us at our house. And he was a city landscaper in Pensacola area. So he did a lot of, you know, buildings and would landscape the parks and things outside Mm -hmm. but he really had a green thumb I mean his house was this beautiful like slate gray color and it was lined all across the back with the blue hydrangeas it was just the most gorgeous like vision he had a rose garden he Ah. had a vegetable garden so everything you could think of and here he was he was coming to my house and he asked me what I wanted to do with him while he was there and of course I said I want to plant a garden like, I wanted to be like my grandfather, <laughs> right. right? Well, he was happy to oblige. Right. I might add, he only obliged, like, right before he was about to pull out. And I figured out later on why that was. But we planted a garden. We took pebbles that we found in my yard. Mm-hmm. And we created this little, long, rectangular patch in the soil to plant. Mm-hmm. And then we proceeded to go cut azaleas and camellias. And plant them in my garden. Oh, well. You, you can go. see where this is going, right? I absolutely can. They were going to die. How long did they last? They didn't last long at all. No matter how much I watered those things, they, they just weren't going to make it. And I was so sad. My heart was sad um, because my garden died. But guess what? This is the same house. And a lot of times when people hear us talk and hear us talk about childhood memories, 
I, I moved around a lot. I wasn't like one of those kids who grew up in the same house their whole entire lives like you. That'd be me. <laughs> My dad pastored different churches. And so we moved a lot. But at this house in particular, there was a, a little hidden corner in the back that had a hedge of bushes. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a circular. It really cut off the corner. Uh-huh. And there was this perfect little space. It was an opening to get inside of that garden area. There was nothing. There secret was just hiding place. <laughs> hedges, but it was my secret garden. I thought I'm going to plant right? a garden there. I was probably six years old. <laughs> Had no landscaping tools. Probably used your mom's spoon. No Real friends. happy with I, that. How did you know? Because <laughs> I did the same thing. <laughs> so I dug it up, but it never was a beautiful secret garden. But it was my place. Like it right. was my space I would go to. And every now and then I would try to plant some of those cut azaleas. Didn't make it. Um, but yeah, I loved the flowers. Um, and I wanted to have a secret garden. I wanted to have a place to go. And this was even before I had read the book or seen mm-hmm. the movie about a secret garden. Like what in your head makes you want that? You know, it's, it's something inside of us that feels that escape, I think, or feels that getting away or that respite. And I had grand plans, but I didn't live there forever because of course, in a couple of years we would move and, I could go on with some stories because we moved to another place and, and the flower stories kind of just continued to grow in my life. There. Pardon the pun. Pardon the pun. <laughs> but what do you have? Like, do you have any like special childhood memories of? I was the kid. <laughs> I was the kid who didn't do this just once, but this happened quite frequently. I was a kid who would go outside and pick my mom, quote unquote, flowers Weeds. Yeah, they were weeds. And I would, of course, you know, do the whole trick with the wet napkin and the tinfoil, brought them in. And my mom had to take care of these flowers. Don't kill it. (laughs) No. And, you know, my mom would never tell me that. I mean, she even put them in vases, I think, sometimes. Half the time I brought them in with the clumps of the dirt in still. Oh, my goodness. My weeds. You didn't know they were going to die. Well, I mean, it wasn't that they were going to die. They were weeds. It's so, just lovely weeds, Sharon. <laughs> this are beautiful bouquet you made. So I I loved carnations. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the reason I loved carnations was because, like I mentioned, my father being a pastor, he did a lot of weddings. Sure. And he would get the boutonniere for right. the weddings. And he always, I was so waiting for him to bring home the boutonniere because that was like the highlight of my day. And I loved the carnation because he would let me stick it in the freezer and it would last for a long yeah. time. <laughs> and they would be so pretty. You know how they would mm-hmm. have the ones that were variegated yes, and different colors. colors. And Oh my goodness. It was just amazing to me that I was able to, you know, hold those flowers and they were so perfect. But, um, so as I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about like, what is it about gardens? You know, there are so many things about gardens that are a draw. And I mean, you know, people, if you think about like big picture, people have spent hundreds of thousands, even millions of dollars creating and planting mm-hmm. beautiful gardens, huge gardens. I mean, one of the seven wonders of the world were the hanging gardens of mm-hmm. Babylon. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You hear about these things and you're like, what is it about a garden? Like, why is it right. so much of an investment in people's lives? And 
what you know, I don't know what is the draw so what do you think for me it's twofold for me it's the you know like you said before it's almost like they're little miracles in themselves but they're mm-hmm. so beautiful but I also one thing I love about flowers is I'm a scent I love Smell. smells of flowers mm-hmm. but I think as a whole what comes along with the a garden is not just the flowers but it's like you know with gardens you get butterflies and bees and birds and it's the it's whole little everything environment yeah magical well it is and that's what you know one of the first things that i think of because and this kind of goes along with that magical part of it i think that no matter who you are i think that one of those things is it draws back to your childhood um and it doesn't even have to be because you have a particular memory about Mm -hmm. um gardens or flowers but all of us have memories of things like the sunshine and a happy day you know a blue sky Mm -hmm. and rain you know rain puddles that we played in or whatever it may have been there's something that connects you to that that nature outside and being in a garden does that you know even Mm -hmm. like i said even if you have a special garden memory it does that um it can bring you back to to special childhood memories even if they're kind of you know weird like like this one we had roly polies. Oh yeah, you don't see those much anymore. Where did the roly polies go? I, don't know. I never see roly. We used to always play with the roly polies. We played with roly polies, and we played with. I used to play with the stick bugs. Flick them around. Yeah, stick bugs. Yeah, and or stick bugs. I was yeah, mine was the stick bugs. But you know, there were so many different things, and all of those things that we played with and experienced that way. Mm-hmm. Um. We're in the flowers and mm-hmm. in the gardens or in the, you know, bushes in our yard, whatever it was. There's something about nature that draws you in as a child. And I think that still when you see the gardens and you see those things, it does the same thing. And some of that does go back to, you know, even just the the sounds mm-hmm. and the smells. Mm-hmm. And, and it just kind of reminds you, I think, of your childhood. And I used to get my mom to get the seed catalogs and the flower catalogs and the no. mail yeah and i would just look at them and it was always kind of sort of sad to me too because <laughs> while i think florida has beautiful i mean you know it's florida oh, absolutely there was always things in the catalog that we weren't in the zone for <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> like, the right we zone exactly have, we don't have those i know you gotta love the tropical stuff right yeah, but we but do have beautiful things we here. have gorgeous flowers but i was the same florida way. i would see florida. yeah exactly um it reminded me you know of like when we would move to different places and we would move, like I said, you know, the azaleas. Into newer regions. Yeah. And we would move into a new zone. And now, you know, I'll be somewhere and I don't see nearly as many azaleas as I see yeah. where we were, you know, in that southern part of the country. In Georgia, but South Carolina, we had azaleas so everywhere. Many, you so don't many. really see azaleas here. Not as much. Every now and then. But, you know, that's the kind of stuff. And I can remember, you know, going to like Cypress Gardens mm-hmm. and seeing the um, the ladies dressed in all of the pretty flowers, yes. the southern bells and everything about a garden is always beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mine doesn't always look as beautiful as all that. But, <laughs> but you know, there's that memory and there's that thought in your head about mm-hmm. the beauty of it. Um, and I think that another thing about gardens that draws us into them is that they represent new life and growth. Mm-hmm. And even death. But, it, right. you know, there's that life cycle in the garden. We see something that isn't so beautiful, like, you know, a seed. Right. 
um, turn into something that is gorgeous and beautiful and smells good and is mm-hmm. magnificent. And then we see it die, mm-hmm. you know, but what dies fertilizes the soil right. to create the next life cycle. You know, so yeah. there's so much there that you can teach and that you can learn. Um, but it's, uh, but it's little miracles all over the place. Yeah. I think that the garden just, you know, represents that and, and nature and, um, all of the elements, whether it's just, you know, the, the soil and the rain and the sun and everything comes together and creates something mm-hmm. beautiful. And I think that that's one of the things about gardens that are so special. And one of the secrets of gardens, here's probably one of my favorite secrets, the gardens. That is the escape. Do you ever go to the gardens just to escape? Oh, yeah. Botanical gardens, nature preserves. Yeah. Anywhere where they have all of those elements, I think. The local fancy nursery. Oh, I know. Do you have one of those? Yep. Has the fountains and the birds yeah, and a, all of that good stuff? It has a big butterfly aviary. It's oh, my neat. Yeah. goodness. It's one of, my, one of my favorite things over the past, oh, 10 or 15 years is the um, Disney's Flower and Garden Festival. Yes. The oh roses there are so beautiful. Oh, my goodness. And the butterflies. But they have yeah. a great butterfly garden. Right. I love it. Um but gardens do provide a bit of an escape. And mm-hmm. I think that whether you're just going to them to like sit and relax and de-stress mm-hmm. or if you're actually gardening, which is also a way to de-stress, I think that it provides that little bit of escape. And, you know, there is, again, that certain level of like, you know, um, peace and in the movement of the garden and the sounds of the garden, the yes. smells of the garden, the hums of the insects or the, you mm-hmm. know, birds, whatever it is. I think it just really re- refreshes you and mm-hmm. it relaxes you. And so that makes it a really special experience, I think, to be in one. Um, gardens also, I think, for me now, I'm coming to this place where I'm working in gardens with my kids and my grandchildren. I have one granddaughter in particular she loves the flowers, mm-hmm. you know, and she always wants to pick one. Uh-huh. You know, you can't show her ones that you can't allow for her to pick because right. <laughs> she wants to pick it. But I think, you know, I was looking at her and I was thinking how, how the flowers just like decorate her childhood, mm-hmm. you know, and for her, it's, and it was that way for me. Right. I think it was just so beautiful and having them made me feel beautiful too and feel special um but they're a great way for kids to learn Uh so many things like we were talking about life cycles and and how you know everything in nature works together um so you know we were working with like how do you kind of start a space Uh for children and for family and all of us have different spaces um in different ways we can grow gardens you know last year this time I was working in all containers because that was right. what I could do. And this year we've moved more into the ground and it's a little bit nerve wracking because I'm thinking, what's not going to live? <laughs> what's not going right. to make it? But then I'm excited to see some of the new things too that we can do. And I was working with um, my daughter, who's, whose little girl loves all of this, trying to think, what kind of little garden can we fix for her? Like, what can uh-huh. we make for her? Right. And th- and that's my daughter who, when she was little and I had flowers, she always wanted to pick and plant, just like her daughter. Right. And so I gave her one of the little, like, um, garden edging, like uh-huh. you can get the concrete yeah. or, you know, the little right. pieces to put around your edges. Mm-hmm. Um, I got some of that and made her a little circular garden. Yeah. That was hers. 
and we put a little frog in it and <laughs> we put flowers in it Aww. and a little windmill in it spinny thing and her tools and her you know watering can and while i was taking care of my flowers she took care of hers that's great and it was great because she did have her own little it didn't right. matter what she did to it right you know and so um so i was talking to her about what to do with with her daughter and the space that they live in right now and like you know what are we going to put in it and so this is a good time to think about if you want to create a garden what to do do you want to do flowers do you want to do vegetables do you want to do both are you going to incorporate bird feeders and Mm -hmm. bird baths and you know what kind of field do you want to create and garden flags i know we were talking about garden flags. i have garden flags but even just those little things that draw people in mm-hmm. and welcome people, I right. think are just, they're the little sweet elements. Yeah. That's a very good way of putting it. I agree. Um, so, you know, my question is how do you create that space and how do you start? Do you go with something small? Mm-hmm. Do you go with something big? And I think it's so important to have that space. So I think start with something that's comfortable. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be overwhelmed. Not overwhelming. Yeah. Right. You don't want to be overwhelmed. You want to enjoy it and you can always grow. It can right. always become more. Um, so for that, I love container gardening because mm-hmm. even, even to the point that if I want to try something new, I know that only that piece of soil is going to be impacted right. by whether or not that makes it or how well it does, right. you know? And so, the containers are good for that. Um, and it's easier to maintain and experience something different for people who are a little bit overwhelmed and nervous about how to do it. Right. Um, succulents are fun. I started doing succulents in this past year. Mm-hmm. Had never, never messed with any succulents before. Right. And we have some interesting mixtures of succulents. But one of the things that I was talking to my daughter about is how perfect succulents can be to create little gardens like like, tabletop gardens tabletop gardens and even little like fairy gardens because that's what we were talking about for my granddaughter and it's a fun project for children so for them it's kind of easy to maintain those things they're not they're not flowers which is a problem for us because she wants flowers (laughs) but you know um you have all the little miniature everything. As long as they don't walk away with the miniature gnomes and fairies, you're, right. you're good. But that's a great way to encourage children, I think, to get to get creative mm-hmm. in designing a garden. But it's in a very controlled space. It's not right. big for them. Um, you know, and then I think that beyond that, if you're comfortable with it, if you're confident about what you're doing, the garden beds that you can build or, I mean, there's so many designs, so many ideas for it out there. And you can create so many spaces, you know, whether it's a secret mm-hmm. garden space right. with water features and birds and places to sit and relax. That's that's an area you can create. But then you also have um, just the the small spaces, I guess, that that, you know, for me, when I'm looking at it, um, it's the small experimental spaces. And those are the ones that my kids feel most comfortable in because mm-hmm. of something. So like I can remember the first garden my son planted was a salsa garden. He loved all of the elements that made up salsa. Mm-hmm. He wanted to create that. So we did that, you know, right. and for him, again, it's a controlled area. It's not like right. a big, if it fails, it's going to kill everything. Right. Um, but 
but that is a another way I think that you can just kind of start and dive into that um if you are in a place where you really can't create the garden space there are so many places to go right and experience it and I love that you said your local fancy mm-hmm. flower shop or right. garden shop nursery the the nurseries we have some that you know, they do have the flower gardens, they have the butterflies, they have mm-hmm. the fruit trees, they have mm-hmm. everything you can imagine. You can just kind of get lost in that for a little while and go right. enjoy it. Um, did you ever do any koi ponds or any ponds as a kid? I, no. Mm-mm. No. That was one of the things I can remember seeing and wanting. Like, oh, that would be so cool to have. <laughs> the only koi pond memory I have, or the mm-hmm. idea of a koi pond, is our local Chinese restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> They had a koi pond. Oh, no. I slipped into one one time. And oh, that's when I thought. <laughs> I thought it wasn't such a good idea. Maybe then. koi ponds aren't so great. <laughs> but we had, you know, we were in a, actually a friend's house that had one. And I was oh, walking. Wow. I was walking as a child should not do. I was walking on the rocks that kind of made the edge of the pond. Didn't work out too well for you. It was a little slippery. <laughs> so right into the fish. <laughs> oh my goodness so but um but there's so many different things that you can do i think you know to continue to build and grow and the one thing that i would encourage is for me i always have these like grand ideas when i have an idea like i want my garden to look like epcot um you know <laughs> to look like bach tower or somewhere fancy and beautiful and landscaped and great that's what i want but um we grew up and moved around so often that there was not that one space to create a lasting place. But what I have learned is that even in in places where you're not staying there for long, you can enjoy them because there are seasons for gardens. And so I would say invest in it wherever you are, whatever size it is. And, you know, one of the people that I read um, and follow on Instagram and follow on, on Facebook is Sharon Lovejoy. And she is an author. She's written some great books. One of my favorites was Roots, Shoots, Buckets, and Boots. And, you know, she had so many ideas for how to bring the garden to life for children. Mm -hmm. And even to this day, I think, you know, as my kids get older, some of those things, again, it's still magical because it is what it is, Mm -hmm. you know. And it has... um, you know, ideas of how to take sunflowers and build houses out of them. And her other book is called Sunflower Houses. And it just, you know, everything from growing beans on vines and training things to make teepees and huts out of them and fun stuff for kids and things that are not overly extravagant or difficult, you know, to do that will help create that space. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I think all of those things, the beauty the smell, the sights, the sounds, and the childhood miracles of gardens mm-hmm. are what make gardens so special. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage you, we have some places that uh, we will put this information on the author and the books. There are so many that you can find to read, to garden in Florida, to garden with your children, um, to do any kind of gardening. But um you know, also you can follow us on Pinterest and we'll put some ideas for inspirations for gardens in there. And hopefully you will find a little place in the spring and summertime in Florida to create 
a space that is an escape, that is sweet, and that is fun mm-hmm. for you to work on with your children outside. Sounds like a good idea to me. Doesn't it? Yeah. So thank you for joining us today and listening in. I hope that some of the things that we talked about today either brought back some really good memories from your childhood or gave you a little bit of inspiration to work on something this summer with your kids. And for anything else homeschooling related, FPEA is where you want to get connected. You can follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and Twitter. You can also check us out on FPA.com and join us here next time on FPA Connect. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you've enjoyed our show and will join us next time for FPEA Connects. You can find us on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network at ultimateradioshow.com. For more information about FPEA, visit us at our website, fpea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Until next time, stay connected.